Ready is relentless. Ready is fearless. Ready is fearing no foe. Ready for the next level? Renew your season ticket now and support Rangers into season 2021. Prices are frozen for next season and the renewals deadline is extended. Visit rangers.co.uk slash renew to secure your season ticket today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Four Lads Had a Dream podcast. My name is Stephen Clifford and joining us as co-host and a good friend of mine. He is the Chief Sports Writer at the Herald and Glasgow Times Group, Mr Chris Jack. Chris, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad, Stevie. Thanks for having us on once again. Um, I should really looking forward to this one. Should be a really, really interesting chat, and I'm sure one that the Rangers fans are uh, really gonna love hearing some of the uh, stories from this guy that we've managed to um, managed to get on this week. Yeah, um, I, this is this is a, a great guest for us. Somebody that um, was a huge fan favourite. So let's go through um, a few of his um, kind of career highlights. He is, of course, Mr. Shotar Valadze. He's Georgia's all-time top scorer with 291 goals, 26 goals in 61 games for Georgia, 27 goals in UEFA Cup, ranks him the fifth highest in tournament history, three times Georgian Player of the Year, four leagues with Dynamo Tbilisi, four Georgian Cups, Turkish Cup and a Super Cup, um, two um, Dutch Cups, KNVB, and one Dutch Euro Division with um, Ajax. And, and at Rangers, he'd done the treble in 2002-2003, Scottish Cup in 2001-2002, League Cup 2001-2002 and obviously the historic uh, Helicopter Sunday 2004-2005 and League Cup 2004-2005. Chris, 291 goals. We're, we're not talking about your average player. Shot Avaladze is very much a, a legend of Georgian football and basically everywhere he's played he's, he's been successful. And it's only when you start going through his career as a whole that you're perhaps appreciate him a bit more. Obviously, the Rangers fans will remember him so fondly for the big games and the big goals that he scored for the club during his, his really successful time at Ibrox. But just when you're going through his, his achievements there, he's a guy that no matter where he went, he scored goals. No matter where he went, he seemed to be part of really successful teams. Uh, I think that says a lot about his his quality uh, and, and just how good he was. Obviously, at Rangers, he was a, a huge fan favourite. He scored some a huge goals for the club uh, and really kind of cemented cult hero status. But I'm sure if you ask fans of the most of our clubs that he's played for, he'll be so so fondly remembered uh, by them as well. Uh, I say really good to uh, to get him on the show. Uh, really looking forward to, to hearing the stories, not just of his, his time at uh, Rangers, uh, but not right throughout his his career. Yeah, um, and it's a massive thank you. Before we introduce Shaw Arvaladze, I just want to say thanks. He's obviously given up his time. He's on the phone from Georgia, and we're very appreciative of his time. He was a cult hero, one of my favourites. Um, scored some awesome goals for us. Mr Shota Arvaladze, thanks for joining us in the Four Lads of the Dream um, podcast. Shota, can we start the interview by asking you who your early football heroes were? Yes. Look, uh, I grew up with uh, with the Maradona era when uh, when uh, when Maradona was uh, was just starting, and, and, and I, I remember first my World Cup was 1982, the youngest Maradona, and uh, and like, uh, but I missed the 78. I remember that. Um, that was people was uh, talking around and was preparing for watching games at the time. Like uh, probably the World Cup was the first or second time that they've been 
you could see in this in televisions. So I remember, but not not clearly, of course. But later, eighty-two, I was I was old enough to to watch, and I remember really that myself with my brothers, we we've been preparing with father to watch, and uh, somebody had better television, like, uh, and we go to watch uh, with them. And that was, of course, the Maradona since uh, we realized. And also, G G Georgian heroes that we have. We have it there. David Kipiani was like uh, our Maradona and our Zidane. Georgian times. So we followed them. You had very early success scoring lots of goals with Dynamo Tbilisi. You won lots of leagues and lots of cups. How much did you enjoy Dynamo Tbilisi? Look, Dynamo was the same dream as every kid has in uh, in every the country. The, the number one uh, club, an historical club in his own country. So we had the same dream. Like every child has dreamed to to come, I don't know, to Manchester United or to Glasgow Rangers or I don't know, Juventus or uh, any other clubs or Bayern Munich or Barcelona or Madrid. So we had the same in the Soviet time. We grow there, so, so our biggest dream was Dynamo. So we've been looking for really forward to to ever once wear the shirt of Dynamo and uh, be a part of it. The first uh, first part of it become my old brother Evas. Even uh, even reached to play Soviet league and scored a goal uh, from free kick. We've been sitting the time behind the goal and with with granddads, and uh, we've been so happy that uh, I cannot imagine that, that uh, the name I realize everything in 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 the screen, saying like in I don't know in the second second half we made the goal, and then uh, and then uh, then we 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 become a, we become a, like a second team players. Uh, the second team, and then uh, the the team uh, second team was playing day before, and then the first team was playing the competition games, and then uh, after when I was eighteen, I was already training with the first team, and there was a there was a break, Soviet break, and we have to um, there was no league for a while was a war, so we have to start this everything again. And we went to play um, uh, all second team boys because there was no place anymore. The first team started to play local league like a Georgian league and the, the second team boys they went to find the teams to play. So we went to Martre, was a team in the second division. We I, I scored there also 33 goals in the season and then after one year we, 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 we come back to, to Dynamo Tiflis, and since then they we play uh, 92, 91-92, two seasons, and and with my with my prime brother I went to I went to Turkey to Trabzonspor. That that was short, long dream, but short, short uh, time in 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 Dynamo because uh, we went abroad. To play because uh, yeah, there was a very hard situation, very difficult in, in Georgia after this 
break. We had no lights, no gas, no cows in the country, the war, you know, and it was very hard to play football. But still, uh, the league was never cancelled, never stopped. The league was going on and you have to really give big... Uh, Credit to the, that time, the chairman of football federation was a Mr. One of the famous uh, Georgian coach, Northern Halkatsi, who became a president of the of the football federation. And they, they, I don't know how, how it was a miracle to to play league when there was three parts of Georgia was uh, under fire, but uh, football still goes uh, was going on. Uh, myself, I remember that uh, we go to hotel two, three times, and uh, just soldiers come in and they say you have to clean the hotel, uh, you have to go out, and we beg them uh, to keep us like eight rooms, and that they can sleep in. Uh, we share like uh, say we had 14 rooms occupied, and they say no, just go out, sleep uh, like five each in one room, and. Because it's a war and uh, you cannot uh, like, uh, think about a good rest to play tomorrow or whatever. But uh, we're done. So we're not only the, uh, the people who bring around, the football players also passed this hard time. So it's, it's, it was, now it looks like uh, crazy, but in that time we don't realize that, that much how, how much we've been doing this, how much it would... Uh, cost us uh, one accident could be like uh, crazy with the with the consequences of of that or whatever. You sign for Ajax and play with De Boer, Laudrup, Lippmann, and Van der Sar, and working with Louis. Laudrups. How was that? Laudrups. Yes, uh, yes. I played with Loud De Boers and Laudrups. Yeah, Brian was also uh, the genius, but Micah was uh, phenomenal. I think uh, in, it's, it's hard to compare someone with Michael. Uh, he was he was unbelievable, and and Frank and Ronald and Van der Sar, Danny Blind, and uh, also the next generation, unbelievable uh, generation as well. Uh, I said that uh, when you wanted to to show that you can play football the same way, uh, even better sometimes, and you're at the same level, and you you can play every team you can. In my country, they don't really count us as a, as a, as a football player. Well, yeah, okay, they play football, they score, they, they can keep you happy. And, but uh, when they see, when you go to Ajax, and they say, wow, uh, how's the first conference? It's the second team of Ajax. He cannot go to the second team of Ajax uh, anymore. But they, they, they couldn't believe it in that time. Now it's easy. You take it back and you go and everywhere you can play. But then that and, uh, work permits and uh, who knew was almost no one. But uh, so many people ask, uh, ask uh, how come? You cannot, you cannot manage it. Uh, you just sit there and make a nice photos having a big time shower goes back but uh, it's really uh, players and with the with great persons and great people it's so easy to play football they understand you anything you your body language the way you stand they they, they can play your left or right feet the way you stand so it's not difficult
it's pleasure. Only pleasure. Rangers would be next for you. How big a move was Rangers and what did you know about our club? Look, Rangers, we know much, of course. Uh, we know how big it was, and uh, but you have to feel it before. You cannot like imagine the teams uh, like Rangers uh, just hearing uh, the old firm games and, or, okay, there's some the legends they play there. How many times they become uh, like a champion or winning uh, trophies, but then you part of it, this is different. When you hear like uh, adrenaline on your body, then it's, then it's absolutely different. Rangers was like absolutely different than any other clubs I, I, I played and joined and uh, having a pleasure playing football. True, if you if you really feel yourself as a Ranger, uh, and you cannot you cannot uh, become a part of some other clubs. And uh, uh, this is great time. I had a lot of trophies again, having a two-time Champions League, playing UEFA Cup group stages, uh, having great games, uh, and. Uh, and with with great uh, people around, coaches, Nick Advocat, Alex McLeish, with great players uh, on, like uh, Claudio Canigio was there, Christian Nellinger was there, Michael Apeta was there, Barry Ferguson was there, Greg Moore was there, Lorenzo Moruso, Arthur Newman, you know, uh, Stefan Claus. Tadopso, Nacho Novo, some young, good uh, Scottish boys. Great, great boys, great persons, great characters. Like uh, Bob Malcolm was really like it. Uh, also uh, Maurice Ross, Charlie Adams, Alan Hatton. The young boys uh, see already the passion they have to play in this team. And the will they have. Uh, that's great to see. Uh, you don't see this much, you know. So much uh, for them means uh, to get the short on it, uh, of uh, and then just go out, run, and, and just smash someone. Uh, you know, with, with with passion to to win, and it's slightly little bit different culture, of course, but uh, again, the whole club was amazing. Uh, it's great time, great time. The first season that you have at Rangers, Shota, you obviously win the Scottish League Cup and the Scottish Cup, you don't play in the League Cup win over Air United due to injury, but you do play in the very memorable and very famous uh, Scottish Cup win over, over Celtic with uh, Peter Lovingkrans scoring in the last minute. What do you remember of, of that game and I was not I was not remembered this much because mostly games we won. And you go on and you see how much only thing I remember when we become a, when we win once, when we win second time and we we repeat again, because someone says it's number fifty two or number thirty six and, and double is again like forty two times. It was a little bit like uh, yeah, everybody done this before you. But when we won the treble, and it was only seven times happened before us, then it was a special, uh, I remember. Then we say, okay, that was a treble, 
but it can not happen every second year or something like that. Then we did something special to because when you become a champion and it's like of course it's great to be a champion. Of course we had a too dramatic year with winning with the last day, last games, you know, we, twice it happens that we come even with with Celtic and they play same time and we have to score five, they have to score four. We have to get the goals, goal, less goals against, and they too. And it happened twice. This is what I'm trying to say. But when you win, and of course, it's a great celebration. Everybody is happy. But when you ask it, they say, ah, it's like uh, 48 times uh, before you, Rangers, become already champion. You think, oh, okay, every second year, the Rangers was a champion. So you didn't do anything like uh, it's not, uh, something special. But when you become a, like a treble, and I asked uh, how many times treble been win by Rangers, it was only in my that time, I think it was 2000, uh, 2002, 2003. That time was only how many times exactly Rangers win the treble, you know? We win treble seven times in total. Uh, seven times? Yes. Uh, so that means. The last time we won number seven, the trend. So it was, so imagine, so it was now it's over the, uh, how many years? It's 15 years past and Rangers didn't win the treble yet. So that was a special year. So we said, oh, that's great that we won the treble. And uh, it was great that year. That's what I exactly remember what we done that the terrible time. Jota, do you remember your goal against Dunfermline to help win the treble? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all get the call. We look. We had the one zero up, and we get the goal against. And we said, Jesus Christ, uh, that that goal we should score like it. Two extra or three extra, but in that day, I think nobody would stop us because uh, I tell you, we play this game uh, sixty, like fifty-six plus eleven plus uh, like a seven, like a, I mean, all Ibrox and against eleven players on the field. I think the wind was even like uh, helping us and moving left and right and. The voice in the field and, and these emotions was coming from the tribunes, from the stands. Uh, we couldn't stop. Like I think we stopped the next day. Just we had so much energy and we were hearing uh, because the people were sitting with radios, small radios, listening the the opposite side game. So every time the cheering also like when they miss penalty and when they. Like, yeah, but first half, I remember we came in, it was 3 1. And, uh, and Celtic, uh, I think Celtic was 2 0 or 3 even 3 0. I don't remember now, but we played two games in the same time. So our mind was still there. We've been sometimes uh, close to the corners uh, when, the, when, the, when between the us and the supporters was a short, uh, like a not a big uh, uh, area, we say. Listen, uh, uh, what the score there? And someone shows two, someone shows three fingers to show, like, uh, ah, it's there, come on, quick, it's no much time left. And, and then we, our game ended first, and there was two games to go, two minutes to go on Celtic uh, game. 
he was like we've been waiting 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 we know it was like a, two minutes was like two days to wait and then suddenly that, uh, that we heard from uh, from the stand that the game is over and celtic won 4-0 we won uh, 6-1 we won yeah yeah, six one, yes. Uh, six one, and uh, there was like a bomb. I guess I don't know what this. I'm still feeling that uh, the stands almost fall down. Boom! Firebox was like uh, cheering and, and bouncy, bouncy, and you know. The second time that you won the league on the final day uh, became known as helicopter. Yeah, yeah, it was. Then we played in. Then we played in, in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. We play against a Hibernian. Hibernian. We play against in Hibernian in, in, in Edinburgh. Yes, and uh, we won. We won that game once. Yes, it was also like last day. And the helicopter was standing between them and driving and up, and they don't know uh, which side will will turn and go. So because Celtic was playing uh, in Glasgow. And we've been playing in Edinburgh. So, uh, and after ten or fifteen minutes, uh, helicopter arrived. They bring the cup in the right place. Do you remember the roar of the crowd that day when we found out Celtic had lost? I remember for sure, but uh, I think in that the day was a little bit different than the the, the first championship day because I think the the score we know a bit uh, is Celtic lost that day. Yes, in the very last. Yeah, minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I think the game ended a little bit like even we we had uh, we had um, we didn't expect them to lose, of course. Again, like just before the game, we didn't had like too much confidence on 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 Celtic. We we have to do our job anyway, so that would be no excuse to to not end the way we wanted. But it was not in our hands. So if Celtic would win, they we they become champion. So, but. Was we didn't wait much. I think uh, the, the, during the game, I think ten minutes to go, we already knew Celtic been losing, or was draw or something. I, I remember that it was a little bit different than than than, uh, than the other time because then we end and we knew uh, it's last final uh, whistle and uh, we are champions. That's that's the way I remember, and then uh, of course the, the stories with the helicopter and this we we hear this late. How much did you enjoy playing with Dado Perso, Nacho Novo, Thomas Buffel? Were they good players for you? Yeah, I was great players also. Ronald uh, definitely, Peter Lovenkrantz, uh, Claudio Canigia, Claudio Reina. Fernando Rickson, Barry Ferguson, Michael Ball, Arthur Newman, was, was, was Greg Moore. Not only to, 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 to play, I think we had a good team. We had a, with a, with a good atmosphere in the dressing room. We've been laughing and we've been going out. 
the training sessions was going uh, quite well and everybody was enjoying the qualities of this each player and they kept getting uh, was getting a pleasure watching how good quality was there so how good uh, players see and the young boys they've been they could easy look to the oldest and experienced players and uh, even though I sometimes uh, with John Craig uh, asked me a couple of times to join the, the academy sessions and me and Ronald uh, De Boer uh, we done this like uh, many times uh, we go there we train with them sometimes and we show them things and we, we join them and telling things how best to do and it was great and the person like John Greg also like phenomenal John is like big John really really fantastic person also wish him every time around every time telling the stories that you can only like laugh and be happy you know to be around if you could pick one favourite moment from your time at Rangers, Shota, is there one, is there one game or one goal or one moment that really, that really stands out for you? Uh, I think I would, I would pick up this game, the last one we we won, uh, we won the when all of us scored almost me, Michael scored, Arteta scored, Ronald scored, six one the game we we won. And every special uh, Champions League games was also like against Manchester United was, uh, was a great. Uh, we lost one zero. Was was a good, great game. We beat Stuttgart at home. It was good. I mean, uh, that, but if you take only one, I would take this game. Uh, they will become a champion. You are still very fondly remembered by the by the Rangers fans. Does that mean a lot to you? That all. All, all these years on, you now the fans still still hold you in such high esteem. Oh, brilliant! Because uh, that's 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 great. Because I have the same feeling, uh, absolutely. So I have the same feeling. Uh, my kids could even speak Scottish accent very easy. So, so uh, it's it's big honor and, and, and a pleasure. You have forged a new career for yourself as a as a coach and a and a manager. Is that a is that something in the game that you're enjoying? And do you see yourself having a long and hopefully successful managerial career? I do this already like um, 10 years. Um, I think I'm doing well. Every year I get better and better. And experience makes people, of course, in this job uh, uh, better. And uh, I think uh, I feel it like uh, having last my uh, seasons uh, when you're getting a little bit old and you are, you understand that what you're gonna do the next. I feel like uh, I love to do this, and uh, and, and um, I'm doing very very with 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 big pleasure. This sometimes, of course, you losing games not makes you happy, but uh, you can learn uh, more. When you lose, um, rather than when you win. So if you turn about, turn around, and say, just try to, try to win every time you lose. That can help a little bit. And um, when we lose, we learn. And we win. Uh, when we win, we win.
just finally from me, Shota, you mentioned at the very start of the interview that uh, Diego Maradona was your was your hero and somebody that you admired uh, growing up. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever had the chance to to meet with him and speak with him? But yes, I met him two three times. I even play against we play against each other with my foundation and uh, this, they have a foundation also for Argentina to travel and uh, we bring them invite them to to Georgia and. With our other foundation team, they play, and I met him another time twice in Amsterdam when Ajax play against Boca Juniors on an Ajax tournament. So he was there. So, so uh, I met him. I spoke to him. Shot a final question: um, Will you ever come back to Ibrox to visit Rangers? I done this two three times. I don't remember when we've been last time. I think maybe five, six years ago. Uh, I, yeah, with my kids, with my wife, we visit. Uh, we've been in Glasgow. My my son uh, have to choose the universities, so we came. One of the option was uh, Glasgow also, and Edinburgh also. And then sign, uh, finally he went to Newcastle. So of course I will. Yeah, definitely, I will. I don't know when we fucking gonna travel again after this all, when the borders will be open and when we get uh, plane uh, uh, rights to fly up and down. But uh, <laughs> certainly, I wanted to come. And we planned two, three times with this uh, Fernando's games being played on, and uh, I couldn't travel because it was too far and I couldn't manage. Because I was working. Since I stopped football, I never stopped. So that that makes also a little bit difficult to travel. When I stop football, immediately I I I start uh, coaching. So and then I never stopped. Shota, thank you very much for speaking to you. We we love you. Uh, we love your goals. Your your dancing. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Uh, be healthy and uh, be careful, guys. And save yourselves uh, and your uh, family members, friends. God bless you. Chris, that was brilliant to hear from Shota Arbaladze, who is a massive cult figure at Rangers. What do you remember? I remember his, his dancing. Do you know, I remember his goal against Kilmarnock in the 4-0 game when he cut in from the left from the Copeland side. Uh, sorry, towards the Copeland side from Sandy Jardin stand, and he just rifled in this unbelievable shot into the top corner. I thought he was a cracking player for us. He scored some massive goals as well, Copenhagen, Celtic games, and things like that. Um, an unbelievable privilege to speak to him. That's that's the first time, first time I've ever actually uh, spoken to Shorter of all the of the former. Rangers players and managers that I've had the, uh, the privilege of uh, speaking to over the years. That's the first time I've ever ever managed to uh, sit down with him. So no, really good to, to hear his, his stories. And it's only when you were going through all these all these achievements, you really realise uh, how how good a player he was. Not just for Rangers, but had a really successful and glittering uh, career um, throughout uh, throughout many years. Uh, I think the the goal that probably stands out when his most famous one uh, was the uh, winner against Celtic in the in the cup, not the extra time one. Um, but as as we were talking about before, uh, just a guy that played in very successful Rangers teams, guys that a guy that played alongside some great players, but certainly one that more than held his own alongside your De Boers and your and your Ferguson's and your Bovingtons. I played played with uh, some really great players, but I say more than 
and more than held his own in those sides and uh, had a huge part to play in some really successful times for the club. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, as you said, he just he scored some fantastic goals. The career he's had, um, unbelievable stats to see that he scored you know, 291 goals, um, 26 goals for the national team as well. He was certainly a character in the dressing room with his um, dancing and um, his singing and things like that, and, qu- and clearly a, a very well-liked player in that dressing room. It's one of the things that we found quite a lot doing this podcast over the last few months, Steve, that guys from abroad or from down south that have no affiliation or no relationship with Rangers come into the club and it seems to get under their skin and they seem to really enjoy their time here. And I think you can really say that about uh, Shota as well. Also, somebody that we signed didn't, didn't have any boyhood affiliation to Rangers, but quickly grew into the club. Fans loved him. He loved them. Um, and I think you can see that as as we're saying to him that the fans still have a huge, a huge lucky affiliation with him, um, and hopefully they've enjoyed the uh, the chat we've managed to get with him today. Yeah, definitely. Um, we need to remember as well that Shota obviously um, is is giving up his time. The connection he's he's in Georgia, he's at home at the moment, um, as he said. And to get him to come on the podcast and speak to him has has been a a real a real highlight, Chris. Um, Definitely a, a fantastic name for world football. Uh, well, we've had some really great guests and some really big names over the last uh, a couple of weeks. I still hope everybody's enjoyed listening to them. Uh, and I'm sure the, uh, the memories that uh, Shota brought back there will, will certainly uh, bring back a few good ones for uh, the Rangers fans, or the, or the guys that were there on the, uh, the final days of the seasons and the helicopter Sundays, the cup finals, and also the people that have like, grown up watching him. I'm sure he was a, a boyhood hero to a lot of fans as well. So another... Another really good name to have and another uh, really enjoyable interview to do. Yeah, agreed. As um, always, Chris, thanks very much for your time today. No problem at all. Great to be on and uh, we'll catch up, uh, catch up again soon. Yeah, so just um, as, as we normally do, as we end the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors, KGM Printing Services. Um, they're a 3D printing order company. You can get them online. Um, they do all sorts of badges and coasters and things. And also to the Custom Kitchen Factory guys, Ali Dick and the guys help us, give us the money to help edit and things like that um, and help us help Rangers Youth Development Company, which we've managed to raise just under £13,000 for overall. As always, it's a huge thank you also to Stuart Franklin and, and Jersnet for hosting. Um, this has been a very special podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I mean, to get Shota to come on and take his time from Georgia and to speak to us and it's just been a real highlight for, for me. Um, when we started this podcast, I never dreamed that we would be able to speak to Alex McLeish, Stuart McCall, and then guys like Shota Avalaji. So I hope you're enjoying. Um, please subscribe. Please um, let us know if you enjoyed it. Um, and we'll hopefully keep going. We'll hopefully bring you some interviews that you'll enjoy. Keep an eye on the website. On Twitter, you can follow us at Four Lads Had a Dream. Um, also, you can get in contact with Jersnet online. And also with Mr. Chris Jack, you can speak to Chris and let us know how you're enjoying them. Um, this has been the Four Lads of the Dream blog. Um, until next time, ignore the nonsense, the irrelevant and the noise. Loyalty to Rangers is what binds us. And together, we are stronger. Launching for the 2021 season, the MyJers membership programme is a new way to get even closer to the club you love. It's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash to join today. Always Rangers, always loyal, always rewarded.